Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to uh, talk about pangs, pangs of conscience. What is the conscience? What's it all about? Creator's going to reveal some of that for us. Well, this is something people probably don't think about uh, much or at all. People will have experienced it. They know what it is. They think, but uh, they're not appreciating that this is a special kind of communication. And that's what we want to share with people, because it's it's a way of getting into a broader understanding of the levels of the being and the levels of the mind as well. And people argue about the paranormal, the supernatural, whether religion is real or whether it's bogus, all of these questions. But meanwhile, they're experiencing aspects of all those things. Yes, they are. <laughs> when they hear from their conscience. So this, this is a, kind of an interesting discussion, I think, that we'll I, get into. I think so. Let's get into it. You ask Creator, can Creator share with us a working definition of the word conscience? Right. And as a channeler of Creator of all it is, we do this regularly and make a transcript of what is said. And this is Creator's words. The conscience is a human term for the widely experienced perception of having some better part of the self sounding an alarm when one is about to make a misstep, commit an act of wrongdoing, causing harm to someone. In in actuality, this is literally true. There is a higher aspect of the person conveniently called the higher self, recognized by many spiritual people as an interface with the soul. It is formally within the divine realm, but a soul aspect, acting as an overseer and source of help and inspiration to do hand-holding during an incarnation. So its sole purpose is to shepherd the individual during their lifetime and be a kind of caring companion. There are many advanced functions carried out by the higher self, and we'll not get into those here, but in terms of the conscience, if it is felt viscerally, It is always a message from the higher self, because mechanistically, it only comes in subliminally and must have an impact on the body to cause some measure of discomfort. And this will be recognized with an inner knowing, often intuitively. It is time to think twice about one's next step. It is a quite useful reality check and inner break that saves many from an impulsive moment who otherwise would commit a thoughtless act and get themselves into trouble or create a situation that cannot be easily reversed. So the conscience is a warning and a divine reminder of one's duty and obligation as a divine human to be in vibrational alignment with the divine realm and when not, receive a kind of reminder. A bit of a nudge, and depending on what is happening, if there are grave risks, a quite intense emotional feeling of distress that one will associate consciously with an impending circumstance or decision required, 
And the person will, if things are working properly, take pause and reconsider their plans. And this can be a last minute save, so to speak, to prevent disaster. Well, I think we all can relate. At least I know I can. I, throughout my life, there have been many times where that that gut feeling, you know, that feeling of dread kind of overtakes you. And you said, you know, this is probably not a good idea. I think yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we're supposed to learn and grow and become wise so that the conscience doesn't have to play a huge role in our life. You know, that, that we actually have the discernment to be able to see that we shouldn't be doing this without the big guy coming in and saying, hey, don't do that. But boy, is it good it's there. <laughs> Well, this, this is the saving grace, so to speak, that we have this kind of safety net with a divine reminder. And this, this is coming from a soul-level being, a part of ourselves, really, but a separate consciousness, an aspect of the soul speaking on our behalf and sending us a warning. So it's much more than just whether you were raised right and you were taught right and wrong and and you'll feel guilty if you overstep and or break a rule. It it is a divine communication. That, that's an important insight. U.S. Creator, the conscience is often referred to as the inner voice. Do some humans experience this as a genuine voice that differs from their own? And if so, what percentage of the population experiences their conscience this way? All right, and Creator tells us. This is only approximately 5% of people. This is not truly an independent voice, but a part of their own subconscious, putting into words what it is receiving from deeper levels of the mind, that something is amiss. They're about to run afoul of something, perhaps overstepping a boundary, breaking a rule, or at the cusp of a moral dilemma, and in danger of making the wrong decision that may have karmic consequences. This will be coming as guidance from the higher self, and then the subconscious mind may put it into words in the form of an interior dialogue, a conversation with the self, with that part of the mind playing the devil's advocate, so to speak, to ask if one truly wants to take a risk in making a misstep. By putting the person in conflict with their inner thoughts, this can provide a needed safeguard to sound a warning in time. When heard as a voice, it will not be the higher self, but a part of the person's mind serving to pass the message along. And this is a way it can become clearer. So this is a useful attribute enjoyed by the few who experience it. Well, you know, that's fascinating. Sometimes, you know, we ask these questions and we're kind of just, we're not sure what's going to come back as an answer. And, you know, hearing that it's approximately 5% of people have this is, is pretty amazing, actually. Well, and this gets into a, another broader discussion about people communicating with their higher selves. There are some people who facilitate this for a living, and we're told that it's really a misinterpretation, that it's really a part of the person's own mind that takes on that persona and talks with them, a part of the deep subconscious or the upper subconscious. So it, it it's not something we can do because we have a faulty apparatus. We have a disconnect. And that's why we have so many struggles and why we desperately need a conscience. Right. Because it's the, the merest kind of link yes. with the higher realms that we can experience. And and that puts us at a disadvantage. It much it'd be much better if we got a nice clear communication. Hey, what are you doing down there, fella? Hey. <laughs> you know. But it, that doesn't happen. I was thinking that since I was knee-high, to be honest with you, Carl. 
is the word, you ask creator, is the word conscience a catch-all word for an inner communication from the divine realm, whether it's creator, the higher self, angels, spirit guides, etc.? Right, and creator tells us, experiencing one's conscience is not the sole way in which the divine realm can communicate. But your question reflects the fact that most of the time, if someone is sensing a divine message, it will be one of stirring one's conscience. This is because life is so difficult, and there are many opportunities to make a wrong move because of the degree of corruption of humans in the current culture. All of humanity suffers this disconnect from divine principles that will put you at odds with your own inner nature and the spiritual core that part of you will still be aware of and resonate with. And your higher self will chime in if you're about to betray your values and do something out of alignment. Because of its common nature, those who have a conscience they can connect to will have experienced this many times during their life and will recognize the phenomenon from its description. That is because it is something that is unpleasant and humans are exquisitely adept at remembering insults, injuries, and threats of all kinds. This is an outstanding human capability and characteristic. It has survival value, so people will never forget a hurt and its source so as to be better prepared in the future. The divine realm sends blessings to many, but those are people for whom there is a partnership already established with the divine to create an openness and intercommunication and exchange of thoughts and feelings. This requires a high belief quotient to be experienced directly. And a majority of people lack sufficient belief in the divine to enjoy even an indirect sensing of divine messages. When it happens, it is a blessing that must be deserved and also possible to receive and interpret. For that to happen, there needs to be groundwork laid and the cultivation of a pathway so that the deep subconscious will recognize it for what it is and allow a special emphasis and it will then be felt as an upliftment a kind of inner encouragement, a moment of inspiration that transcends the cares of the day and allows a momentary perspective of something exalted, a raising up as a kind of inner recognition one is on track and something either accomplished or planned is truly a good idea. And that is the way the divine realm will signal its approval and help to inspire the person to act on the impulse by giving a reward in advance in the form of an emotional boost of positivity. Most people interpret that as simply feeling good and pat themselves on the back for knowing they're right, for feeling and perceiving things in a lofty way and feel good about themselves, and rightly so, because that is the divine message, giving them some recognition and reward for being in alignment. So both types of interactions take place on a regular basis, but are subtle and not appreciated for what they truly represent by most people. You know, when this question was first asked, I kind of realized that in a way, a creator had already answered the question in the previous channelings, but I thought we'd let it go on and, and read, share what creator said here. But uh, kind of in a nutshell, I think from what was said by creator in the earlier channeling, that the conscience is really the higher self. Uh, speaking through the the, sub, the deep subconscious. So the deep subconscious is playing a role in this, from what I gather. 
Uh, but it, the, sub, the, the conscious is actually working the two of them together, the higher self and the deep subconscious. Yes, that is what's going on. And that's why it's largely a visceral feeling, a body feeling, um, a kind of an inner emotion. That's the best that we can do is translate it into something we can feel because we can't hear it. We can't hear our own deep subconscious, let alone a message given to it word by word directly by the higher self or by the almighty. So both communications happen, but we're once removed. And some people who are more intuitive get more of the meaning when a divine communication is underway, but the average person, not so much. Yeah. And, and, you know, everybody has, you know, different levels of karmic baggage that they're dragging with them. Uh, all of us have it. And really, it's a question of what kind of karmic baggage is it and to what extent that's going to determine how much feedback you actually do get. So, you know, it's, it's not that anybody's playing favorites and, you know, this person is hearing a voice from the divine because they're special. Well, they are special, but they're special for a reason. That reason is, is that they don't have the karmic baggage. So everybody needs healing. That's really, that's the key to yes. getting beyond all this is healing. Absolutely. We all have issues. We all have problems. We all have a backlog of unhealed karmic woundings. And if you're happy at the moment, you're blessed. You're quite lucky and you may just be on hold for a time to get a breather. Right. But sooner or later, something will come up and slap you down again. And this is the way life is. <laughs> U.S. Creator, we know that an inner voice is not always the conscience, but can be something quite different and dark. Can Creator talk about dark spirit attachments and how they try to commandeer an individual's conscience? All right. And this is what Creator tells us. The problem of dark spirit attachments is a major one of great importance for humanity and its future. It is very, very common with 90% of people having such spirit attachments because people are vulnerable and do not realize this. They do not know how to protect themselves and do not see the signs. They only think they are unhappy and assign some reason to it not realizing they have been corrupted from within by dark beings with a dark perspective who will work to drag them down and make them miserable. The typical scenario is one of chronic severe bullying within the deep subconscious, below conscious awareness altogether. But this key part of the mind will recoil in horror and be constantly struggling and worrying about what is being told by its tormentors. Any message sent from the higher self will be amplified or distorted in some way by the onboard spirit attachments to render an appropriate response less likely, and the usual course of events will be to have things worsen by putting a dark spin on things and to undermine the person so they'll doubt their ability to control the situation, defend themselves, or even cope with the emotional significance of what may be taking place. This is the number one reason for low self-esteem. It is a very severe destabilizing factor that will interfere with a person's life in many ways. This creates many complications because the negative messages from the conscience to cause an inner disturbance as a warning may be drowned out by the many false messages generated by the spirit meddler attachments on board the person, wanting to frighten them and make them doubt themselves and fear the world unnecessarily about all kinds of things, making it virtually impossible 
to know what might be valid as a pang of conscience and what might be an irrational fear. Because there'll be so many negative impulses generated by inner turmoil. This problem will need divine help to solve, but can be fixed. You ask creator, are any humans literally born without a conscience? If so, how does that come about? What percentage of humanity falls under this category? All right, this is serious. Creator says approximately 10% of humans are severely constrained in terms of a profound disconnection from the higher self and will be close to, if not within the spectrum of sociopathic conduct and inner makeup of their thoughts and feelings. This is usually a consequence of prior trauma for individuals or prior karma for individuals who were spiritually impaired in other lifetimes preceding the current one and suffer a karmic legacy of having been damaged in ways that will be recreated in the current life as an impairment. Such individuals are dangerous to both themselves and to others because they'll tend to be ruthless and often reckless in their ability to disregard rules and will only want to serve the self and are quite willing to harm others to make that happen. There is a possibility for them to receive enough healing to turn things around, but that rarely happens in the current world because people are not aware of the techniques available to do this. It can only be done through the Lightworker Healing Protocol as it will require an ongoing campaign by the divine realm to work through the many underpinnings that drag a person down to such a low level. It may well be a lifelong project and beyond into future lifetimes to recover from that severe degradation. Wow, there's so much there. We could spend the rest of the show talking about that. Well, indeed, I could could, uh, (laughs) spend the rest of the show talking about clients I've had who've married such an individual. Oh, or had boy. such an individual as a parent. And I now ask creator about this. And I'm told when this is so, you know, this is one of those 10 percenters. This, this is, this oh. is the, the, these are the bad guys. They have the a label gals. now, 10 percenter. <laughs> well, that's a pretty t- terrible statistic when you think it about is. it. That means that everybody are, knows one at least, you know. Yes, you do. And more than one probably. Yes. And, and there, are, there are in all walks of life, at all levels of society. And when they have a position of authority, look out below. Yeah. And, you know, if you're married to someone, that gives them a position of authority over you to some degree. And, you know, look out. You're going to have your hands full. Yeah. This is why it's so important to, to get healing and to involve yourself in healing practices, prayer and then lightwork light healing protocol. Because you can then build a life where the divine will navigate you away from a lot of these people. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. So yeah. to be able to, to walk through that maze and, and not be harassed by these people is one benefit <laughs> yes. of many. Yes. That, that, uh, and it needs a divine solution. Yes, it does indeed. Check us out at getwisdom.com. You can get that divine solution with prayer. Get our prayer book at getwisdom.com slash prayer. Check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol description. And get that ebook at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be back with more on the conscience right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about what Creator says about the conscience, what it is, why it's important, and why you should listen to it, actually. Indeed. And this gets into a discussion of levels of the mind, levels of the being here and elsewhere up in the divine realm. Because we're an extension of a soul that's in a higher realm. But we have communication issues and disconnection issues. I think we're going to get into that a little bit, I think. You ask Creator, when one takes hypnosis training, one learns that people experience their inner reality in ways that appear at times to differ vastly from one person to another. Most people incorrectly assume that everyone is having the same inner experience that they are. Can Creator give us an idea of just how much the inner reality of one individual can differ from that of another? All right, and Creator tells us, indeed, people can vary quite greatly in how they operate. And this is primarily because every human being has been corrupted due to a genetic alteration done thousands of years ago, but persists in the current ancestral lineage. This disconnect dampens the intuitive reach quite drastically, the ability to perceive information and communications from the divine realm, as well as cutting off the person from the deepest part of the mind, which is also the largest part. So people are left floundering, caught in the middle, an island of consciousness to have their thoughts and the possibility of feeling things, emotions of various kinds, as impressions about things happening, and even their own thoughts, but must then interpret what they are experiencing as a kind of best guess, because it will not be clear and consistent how the differing levels of the mind experiencing things will come together with a clear picture and understanding of what the person is going through. Some people will have a very strong visual intuitive perception that helps them greatly because it will bring in sophisticated and sometimes quite elegant knowings about things and their meaning. And these can include precognitive awarenesses of future events, as well as a remote perception about the circumstances of another or a situation going on in the news, and have a true perspective about it that differs from news accounts and so on, because they are truly using intuition 
which is a divine sensing tool. All have this to some degree, but in many it is so minuscule as to be unnoticed and of no real value, depending on the makeup of the person, which is a composite of the genetics as well as a karmic makeup that predetermines what soul characteristics will be most prominent. This will have a net effect on whether people can only sense things viscerally through the body as a product of the deep subconscious impacting nerves and causing sensations of various kinds. This is a crude system of communication that can be effective, but one must learn the messages one is getting and their possible meaning. It will be vague at best and leads to many inaccuracies. In addition to bodily sensations, some people will have intuitive information recreated within the mind as an auditory signaling, as in having a voice in the mind telling them things, or actually sensing sounds associated with something they're wondering about or thinking about, and are tuning into it intuitively, and the inner self is presenting information in an auditory manner to fill in the blanks for them. Visual perception is least common but quite powerful because it will convey the most complete representation of something going on, but still must be interpreted. The most profound communication is in the form of a knowing imparted by the divine realm intuitively that will come into the person and provide a fully formed idea about something and its meaning to give an accurate and correct assessment that can be verified as a truthful perception. The latter as with the visual perceptions, is quite special and will not be enjoyed by everyone or to the same degree. There can be a combination of these sensory modalities in interpreting things, and it is often a composite impression that allows the mind to piece together things and make its way through a complicated assessment and serious decisions needing to be made about the individual's sense of things. This is often interpreted as trusting your gut because most people are kinesthetic in their perceptions and will feel it more than hear it, see it, or know it. It is an association with a physical signal that accompanies one's thoughts about something. That is their intuitive impression coming into play to give them some feedback when there is something important at stake and they are wanting a better sense of what is truly happening and what to do about it. This is a, <clears throat> this is a really strong message because, you know, one of the pet peeves I have about people is, you know, they just assume that everybody's having the same inner experience. And if I'm not seeing things within my inner eye or hearing inner voices, then nobody else is, which is clearly wrong. And Crater says so here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People just assume someone who is able to see intuitive things visually is aberrant and perhaps mentally disturbed in some way. It's a hallucination. Yeah. It's it's delusional thinking and they're having, you know, visions in their head and it's a craziness. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's not usually the case. It sometimes can be. but That's what it, makes it confusing. <laughs> but, that's what makes it confusing. But I've known people with these abilities and I can tell you they were anything but crazy. You ask creator, do messages from our conscience go from our higher self solely to the deep subconscious and therefore totally below conscious awareness and must rely on a feeling generated by the deep subconscious impinging on the body to get our attention as a pang of conscience? 
Okay, so this is a direct description of how this works mechanistically, your conscience in action. Creator says, this question neatly sums up the mechanistic reasons for the human dilemma and having but a crude instrument in the form of their conscience. It is a crude tool and a crude message because it is simply a bad feeling within the body. The mind must associate with a cause or a potential outcome in the offing from choices one is making. This timing is critical and is what is arranged by the higher self to bring the warning at the precise moment it will most likely be associated by the mind with a cause and effect being launched in the form of action by the person or contemplated to be carried out. When the warning is made in time and recognized for what it is, it can save the day. But all too often the message is weak or lost in the great inner turmoil many people experience on a regular basis and will not be able to discern such warnings from their own doubts, fears, and negativity about anything and everything in some cases for those who are greatly troubled. Those who are largely disconnected from the higher self will be cut off functionally and will be at the mercy of their own ego and will likely make many mistakes and eventually end up owing a great karmic debt from neglecting others in service to the self. The normal divine human configuration is to have a seamless interconnection with the higher self, to converse with it, and even with the Almighty directly at any time desired, and also to have a direct interconnection between the deep subconscious and the conscious level of the mind and everything in between. So there are no mysteries about what the deep subconscious is seeing and thinking and reacting to. It will be fully understood and opinions and suggestions obtained from the divine realm as desired. So this is the reason the conscience is often a weak and ineffective tool, but it is a reminder of the existence of the divine realm and of your divine origins as well that you have an elegant, if hampered, awareness of divine wisdom being brought to you in the form of reminders if you step off the divine path. That is a blessing indeed, and a direct demonstration of divine love being bestowed to you to help you when you are most in need. This is really interesting. You know, I remember a previous show where we asked a similar type of question about intuition, I think we were told by Creator that uh, people that have a very powerful intuitive connection are actually hearing from the higher self directly. That's not being routed through the deep subconscious. Is that your recollection, Carl? Well, this can happen in unusual circumstances, yes. But it is not common. This right. Is a very no, it's not, rare definitely thing. not common, yeah. Yes. Most of the time, the, 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 because of where you're cut off, that avenue of communication is cut off for most people. Uh, the conscience is really the higher self, which is a divine resident, <laughs> uh, yes. is, sent, is, is sending through the, has to cooperate with the deep subconscious, you know, so right. I just wanted to make that distinction. You asked creator, we know that earth and this galaxy are free will zones. We know we have freedom to listen and take heed of our conscience or to ignore it. When people seem to be without a conscience, is that an inability to hear its messages or a decision by the divine realm to stand down. All right, and this is what Creator says. When one does not hear from their conscience, it is a problem of inner disconnection, not that the divine realm has given up on the person, 
were decided they are beyond the pale and not deserving of a warning about their misconduct. The divine realm will always do an outreach. We do not give up on people, but people give up on themselves. And if they are severely disconnected from the higher self because of inner corruption by spirit attachments, making this native disconnect much worse, this will undermine the person to the extent they'll begin to be not only more selfish, but eventually diagnosable as narcissistic, where there is little regard for others, a noted lack of sympathy. And if this worsens further, the person will become a sociopath, devoid of a conscience altogether, unable to love or have any feelings of compassion for the suffering of others. That is an ultimate disconnection in severity. The divine will make an attempt to reach such individuals, but if their minds are truly closed, we cannot override that decision to shut the self down. Even when it is a pathological state engineered by attacking energies like the dark spirits, it is a consequence of the engagement and will have karmic significance, even though it is not a conscious choice of the person to become impaired. So this points to the need for an ongoing effort on the part of each person to cultivate a relationship with the divine to help their life maintain a steady course and to grow and progress upward, rather than have a downward trajectory from becoming corrupted and ignoring divine reminders and entreaties. This is a very revealing answer, because I, I was speculating for a while about, uh, you know, people without a conscience. Did, did that mean the divine had stood down? You know, they had re- respected the decision of that person not to listen and, and took a back seat. And we're being told that is not the case here, that the divine never gives up on us ever. Which is a, that's something we learn from the story of the prodigal son as well. Um, it's a very, you know, but, but the, sub, the deep subconscious, because it's an intermediary, perhaps the sub, the, that's not passing the message on. Does that yes. make sense? It does make sense. And perhaps the greatest visible demonstration of this reality is the fact that humanity right now is in the line of fire. We came down to solve the problem of evil, yeah, to heal the worst among us, these dark sociopathic spirits, as well as some pesky extraterrestrials that are functional sociopaths because they've been on this track for so long, they've lost their connection to divinity. And our job is to heal all of them ahead of ourselves. And that is the going, that's going to be the divine solution for yes. this problem of evil in our galaxy. So this is the divine putting forth its best uh, uh, membership in <laughs> right. service to the light and to the force of love in the universe. And we're, we're the point of the spear, and we do it with our own flesh, blood, thoughts, feelings, and, and sensitivities and we get mauled often, and we get savaged by yes. taking on the darkness in various ways. But it's, in a, it's, it's a divine mission, and it's a testament to the divine in action, that God is alive and well, and working through us to try to help one another among us. 
with ourselves as the messengers, as the teachers, as the coaches, the encouragers, and the direct participants in healing when that can be arranged. And you can do this. You can be a part of the mission. That's why you're here. Yeah. Uh, And now people can hear this and think, Oh, come on. We're here to solve the problem of evil. We can't even get our own act together. You know, you look on the TV of what's going on in Minneapolis right now, and you're thinking, how how can we be divine in here to solve the problem of evil? But people need to realize that we're not living in a vacuum. We have tremendous forces that are opposing us, and we're trying to push back with the help of the divine. And the lesson we really need to learn is that we need to ask for more help from the divine (laughs) to do that. Yes. This is a divine level problem. Yes. You can't turn back a crowd on your own as a single human being. And even the police sometimes don't do a very good job of maintaining law and order. And this is why they bring in the National Guard at times. But people are acting in in ways that are not in their own self-interest. They're caught up in the emotion of the moment. And why? It's from a corruption. It's, It's the force of darkness. So they're unable to respond to their own conscience. Yes. And they'll go and riot and they'll loot stores. They'll burn buildings down. Yeah. And even kill others. And, and we learn. It's clear yeah, that two wrongs don't make a right. Right. But that's what these people are doing because they feel a hurt inside. And that's exploited by the yes. darkness. So it's really not them so much as the dark influences on them. Right. And that's, and that we asked about this, but I think in the past that, uh, you know, that what happens when somebody joins a mob, that, that you're actually opening yourself up to more dark influences to come in. So there's, there is this, there's an actual energy in a mob action that, that opens up uh, portals essentially for dark beings to come in and really influence things to a much greater extent. That's why good people who would never think about doing something wrong normally suddenly find themselves looting and then wonder later on, why did I do that? You know? Yeah. Well, it's been with us all through history. Yep. There's, a, there's a wonderful book by Thackeray, Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. Yes, yes. And it was written, I don't know, a couple hundred years ago, but it was recounting many such episodes where people just suddenly start running amok. And a, a clear-thinking person looking dispassionately on this won't make sense of it. It doesn't no. make sense for it's people really to hard to make sense of. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're trying to do here at Get Wisdom is help make sense of it for you and for ourselves. We're a part of this too, and you can check us out and much more answers like this at GetWisdom.com. Join as a participant member. Uh, it's free, eternally free. Uh, you get access to it probably at least over ninety percent of the of the content that we've developed since the start of the project. Uh, you can listen to webinar, old web, older webinars, channeling series videos. Uh, you can check out our Divine Wisdom database. There's all kinds that's available. Just sign up. It's, all we need is your email address. Uh, we'll promise to take good care of it as well. Uh, getwisdom.com. Check it out and sign up today. We'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of Get Wisdom. The show is a product of my listening to my conscience that was saying, why haven't you done a show on conscience? <laughs> well, that could be. <laughs> There's a lot of... There's a lot of holes in our work still, despite the fact we've done a lot of shows now. But there's much to learn about the universe and about humanity and about the divine realm and the interface and what's going on in the culture and why. Yes. Where is it heading and what do we need to make our lives better and to help one another with it all? There's so much to get into. We better get Absolutely. into it some more. You ask creator, assuming one can shut off their conscience... What is involved in turning it back on again in a human lifetime? All right. And Creator tells us people do not turn off their conscience wittingly. It is something they can bring about from being on a downward spiral, stemming from having a greater than average disconnect from the divine realm. This may be a predisposition because of prior karma, so the individual will have a more difficult time from the very start in connecting with divine impulses. The flow of love energy to help them be a loving, caring young person. If there is a deficit greater than average, if they choose to respond to dark impulses within themselves, this will further remove them from the level of divine energy coming through from above and the flow will diminish because they are not a match to it. They must be a willing vessel in a sense to summon such energy and maintain that flow. The divine responds to free will choices of the human always. It is the humans in charge of the world, not the divine. When humans are darkened by inner corruption, whether primarily by dark spirit attachments or their own ego encouraging them to be selfish, the consequences will play out accordingly. The more self-centered people become, the less they will be in divine alignment and the less will be the involvement of the divine with that individual. It is simply responding to the energy they create. The conscience will be quite dimmed, but there will also be a dearth of inspiration and an upliftment because that is done in response to people themselves 
opening up the possibility through an act of loving kindness or a thought of something divine. Even just an appreciation of a beautiful sunset, a lovely painting, or the jolly nature of a puppy. All the beauties in nature and the joys of artistic expression are divine and will raise the person up and bring them closer to the divine. When people turn away from the good part of themselves and humanity as a family join together by bonds of love, they begin to exclude the influence of positive consciousness of all kinds and without realizing it will be siding with the darkness and may well end up within their ranks quite solidly because the darkness will attempt to manipulate them further to cause greater corruption and degradation to whatever extent they can accomplish. Attempts will be made to inspire the person, and there is always a chance that at the right moment, a glimmer will be felt about the possibility of love once again, and that might be enough to let in a ray of light to help turn things around. People can bounce back from low moments when they have gone far afield. Sometimes they will need to experience an overwhelming deprivation before they might give in and surrender, asking for help from the divine at long last. And then there might be a profound transformation begun to save them. There are many such stories of people hitting rock bottom and suddenly having an epiphany that something better is possible and they reach for it. But this is a human reaction and initiation of that possibility. It cannot be bestowed or engineered or forced on anyone. There must be enough of a partnership where the person is seeking assistance, yearning for an upliftment, and opening up enough to the possibility the divine can fill that vacuum with a loving impulse to get things started. So it's always possible to come back. It's always possible to reignite that, uh, that flame from the, and get that communication restored. That's what's being told here emphatically. But it's not easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy getting there to begin with, and it's not easy necessarily to come back. Yeah, well, this is a contest. It's, it's some, in some ways, it's a test of wills, but it's also a test of inner capability. Yes. And the doability of what is desired. I mean, you can put a do-gooder in a room full of sociopaths and give them a week together, and you got a reality TV show, and I'm guessing it'll be rather boring because not much is going to happen <laughs> and probably the do-gooder won't come back again <laughs> may not yeah they, they won't go through it. episode two <laughs> yeah right <laughs> or do the opposite put a psychopath and a bunch of in the midst of a bunch of do-gooders uh i've always wondered about that whether that what the effect of it, what kind of reality show that would be but uh well the divine touch is more powerful than a herd of humans wanting to do good work but we do have divine energy within us. It's who we are. Yes. So don't count yourself out. Don't adopt my cynical analogy as <laughs> the be-all and end-all of uh, portents of the future. You can make miracles happen if you put your mind to it. But the point is, you have to do something. Right. It's up to us. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, when one is fully enlightened... Or healed of all past karma, because we've been told by Creator that essentially enlightenment is being healed, right? Yes. Are, so, when one is fully enlightened, are the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic faculties uh, 
are they all at their maximum availability simultaneously and at all times? And Creator tells us this, in fact, is the case. When you are expressed with a full complement of the original divine human capabilities, you will have a full complement of modes of perception. When you can see, hear, feel, and know the true meaning of what you are experiencing, you will have a profound capability to advance through learning and experiencing whatever you take on. You will not be groping in the dark with but a fleeting glimpse and hints about the meaning of something or be cut off for all practical purposes entirely through a dulling of the sensing. You will enjoy this capability in the future once humanity has ascended. That will only happen with significant and profound preliminary healing work to repair the old karmic burdens. That will pave the way to the further expansion of things. So there is much work to be done before you will be ready. So don't get impatient. (laughs) A lot has to be done. But, you know, what we did a program just last last week or two weeks already, it's all already merging together, where we asked if, if Jesus was a divine level prototype. And the answer was emphatically yes. So Jesus would have had all of these abilities in full sway during his life here on Earth. And really, that's what we're aspiring to. But we're being told here that that won't happen until after the ascension for the vast majority of us. Well, and unfortunately, and sadly, a lot of people are being duped to believe ascension's coming. There's nothing we have to do. We're just going to be swept up in it, and it's going to solve all our problems. So there's nothing for you to do. Make your popcorn, get a seat in the bleachers, and all will be well. And that's a disinformation campaign to disempower humans. We yeah. have work to do. We, we can't have be a lot sitting of around. We do. We have a ton of work to do. This is only going to happen if a huge percentage, I, we don't know how many, but a huge percentage of humanity starts praying and working and doing light work training protocol. This is what it's going to take to even make us ready for ascension. So it's not going to happen on its own. It's going to take a tremendous project, tremendous effort to make that happen. You ask Creator, can Creator share how prayer work and the light worker healing protocol can strengthen and enhance our conscience in our everyday connection to the divine realm. All right, and this is what Creator tells us. This comprehensive healing protocol is designed to correct all the sources of difficulty and degradation that have contributed to the human dilemma. It is designed to work on genetic distortion and many types of karmic insults, the energetic discord created by the mind itself and the many influences from the consciousness of others directly or indirectly causing harm to the person. The influence of interlopers of all kinds, dark spirits and extraterrestrials, and the many propaganda campaigns, false teachings, corruption of beliefs to impart negativity, and the many woundings resulting in severe trauma that will carry over from life to life, recreating states of impairment and diminishing a person's capabilities. All these things are healable, and the Lightworker Healing Protocol targets all of them. Even with the profound nature of multiple sources of negativity, not only from the hurts of a lifetime, but the hurts of many, many lifetimes, hundreds on average, contributing to the karmic backlog of unhealed trauma, the Lightworker Healing Protocol is nonetheless designed to work across time domains to bring healing to every parallel lifetime and deal with all of the influencers bringing difficulty to the person 
in whatever time and place something bad happened. It cannot achieve a state of perfection within a single session, but it is designed to be redone on a repeated basis to chip away at the mountain of problems each person represents and over time bring things back into balance. There are many blessings achieved with this healing work. It is the ultimate answer for the human dilemma and will be the route through which humans can heal their perpetrators, which is the first order of business. Only then will you be able to fully heal yourselves. There are too many ongoing assaults launched by the interlopers to make any real headway working only on oneself or one's loved ones. There are too many suffering at the hands of the interlopers through an endless and relentless series of attacks on all levels of human experience. So there is no time to waste. These interlopers need healing to be raised up so they disengage with their campaign against humanity. They simply want you to be destroyed and very cleverly are corrupting you so you destroy one another and do much of the dirty work for them. This is the purpose of the wars that are perpetual and the many sources of negativity in your world, all of which are non-divine. The so-called natural disasters that are devastating are created through extraterrestrial technology. The many plagues and epidemics from pathogens of various kinds are created in extraterrestrial laboratories. They are not natural either. The misdirection of human capital and dysfunction of institutions resulting in political gridlock and many poor decisions hampering society and resulting in great unfairness to many, the many forms of discrimination and lack of compassion are engineered through mind control manipulation. On and on it goes. To have a functioning conscience requires enough connection to the higher self for the messages to get through so a warning can be given in a timely way and someone can perceive and act on the wisdom it imparts to self-correct before it is too late. The Lightworker Healing Protocol includes direct requests for repair of the connection both to the higher self and to the deep subconscious, the gateway for all intuitive information, including an awareness when the conscience is weighing in and trying to tell you something important. Prayer as well can be extremely helpful in obtaining divine healing and an improvement of the world, including divine assistance to deal with the interlopers in the highest and best way. The use of Creator's recommended prayers, in particular by enough humans, will make a significant difference, favoring the future of humanity. It is up to humans to use these tools wisely and well and in earnest to turn the tide. And you can earnestly get these tools right now, right this very second, by downloading the ebook for uh, Creator's Recommended Prayers. Uh, that's getwisdom.com slash prayer. And you can get uh, a summary of the Lightwork Healing Protocol, which will give you the insight onto engaging healing services that are available at getwisdom.com. And also considering becoming a LHP practitioner yourself. The training is fully available. And all of that you can look into right now at getwisdom.com. Carl, we're we're out of time. Another show is in the history books. All right. Well, be well. Do good work. Spread the love. It's why you're here. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. 
They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 